Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. It's so good to be with you again, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Let me know where you're from. And uh, thank you for joining. I hope you can share this video even now as we start to get other patriots and Christians together to pray for America, to reflect on some very important topics here. I want to show you a key to why winning the 2022 midterms is winning the 2024 presidential race. How? What is the connection? Well, there's a very, very important connection uh, that I want to look at here and explore with you in today's program. I know you're active already in these midterms. We need to see how, in many ways, what we decide in 22 helps decide, if not definitively, then in large part, what's going to happen in 24. First, let's go to Scripture. And I'm also going to share with you, by the way, some polling that should have the Democrats very nervous, even more than they already are. We'll get to that in a little bit as well. But Revelation, let's go to Scripture and pray. Revelation chapter 4 says this, starting uh, down in verse 6. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had the face of a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. And day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne and lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worships him who live forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things. By your will, they were created and have their being. Let us pray. Father, it is by your will that we are created. It is by your will that America is created and has its being. It is by your will that we are able to worship you loud and clear every day, every night for all our lives and then into eternity. You are worthy to receive glory and honor. And you are worthy, Lord, that we live as faithful citizens of your kingdom. We understand that that also means we live as faithful citizens of earth, faithful citizens of our nations, faithful citizens of America. That too is part of following you. That too is part of worshiping you because we are taking your word and your sovereignty and applying it to the realities of our lives and our laws and our leaders. Thank you, Lord, for enabling us to do that with wisdom, with clarity. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity this election puts before us not only to decide the midterms, 
but to decide 2024 in large part. Help us understand the connection. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before we get to the connection between 22 and 24, some polling that the Democrats, well, they should be uh, worrying about. I'm talking about a recent poll you may have seen commissioned by one of the largest teachers' unions in the country, finding that voters trust the Republicans now more than the Democrats when it comes to public education. Well, what a surprise. If you're going to indoctrinate, as these Democrats want to do, our children with critical race theory, tell them how evil the country is, tell them... uh, about sexuality and all these kind of distorted notions. Well, what do you think parents are going to prefer? Well, let's look at the details of the polling. 1,700 likely voters in seven battleground states, including Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. This survey on behalf of the American Federation of Teachers in response to the following question. In general, Do you have more confidence in the Democrats or in the Republicans to deal with education efforts? Now, 39% said the Republicans. 38% said Democrats. And you might say, well, wait a minute. That's not so big of a lead. It's only a one-point difference. But here's the thing. In these polls, on this question... Democrats for the last 20 years have led in every single poll, and they have led by an average of 15 points. So you put it in that context, this is a big change, a big shift to the Republicans. It's not simply that there's a one-point advantage, 39 to 38. It's that the Democrats have been leading for two decades by a margin of 15 points or more. Gap began to close. 2019 to 2020, and now, for the first time, Republicans lead. Is it any surprise? 68% of the respondents said that education is either one of the most important issues to them in the upcoming election, or at least a very important issue. They want schools focusing less on social issues and more on, wait for it, Reading, math, and science. 60% say they're not happy with how racial issues are taught. And 43% of the voters said the schools are focusing too much on sexual preference and gender identity. There were some in the poll that said they don't focus enough on that. I, I, I studied some astronomy, but I'm still not sure what planet they might be coming from. The Democrat News wasn't good also in the poll when 33% of the voters said that they're the ones, the Democrats, responsible more for politicizing education versus 28% who uh, said it was the Republicans. Those, of course, are the people who say that math is racist, right? Math and math. We know math. Math was my favorite subject in school, by the way. Yeah, it's it's very racist. I can tell you that. Um, And then... You know, this corresponds to what some other polls are finding. There was a Harris poll of 5,000 parents uh, from about a month ago 
finding that 83% of these parents considered education to be a more important issue than it has been in the past. And 82% of parents, listen to this, they said they'd be willing to vote outside their party affiliation if they liked the candidate's education platform better. They're willing to vote outside their party affiliation on this issue. Bad news for the Democrats, but you know what? They're reaping what they sow. They're the ones trying to hijack education to indoctrinate our kids with stupidity and insanity. Well, you want to lose elections? <laughs> Be my guest. But don't do it uh, 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 at the expense of our, of our, of our children. And uh, all right, now... I want to get into something with you, actually, that is inspired by this book that I told you about in a, in a previous episode. Dick Morris, if you haven't gotten this book yet, friends, Dick Morris, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback, The Return. It's not just about who votes, or how many vote. It's about who counts the votes and how they're counted. This is why this cycle especially, a lot of our fellow citizens are concerned about election integrity and are cooperating with their state legislators to pass uh, what um, has have already been passed in most states measures for strengthening the integrity of elections and you know we're not talking here about you know any 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 anything other than the common sense idea that elections should be held constitutionally and legally you don't just count any and every uh, vote, whether it's uh, without regard for whether it's cast legally or not. Now, for some people, that that's not uh, uh, that's not even a concern. Some people, uh, i.e., the Democrat Party, seems to be of the mind that you just uh, let people vote and to hell with the law. Eh, the law doesn't matter. It's like, it's like saying people. That's like saying let people drive and to hell with driver's licenses. What, what, what do we have to worry about those legal technicalities for? I didn't have a license. Who cares? Let them drive. Is that what we say? Or do we say, you know, if a person wants to drive, certainly we uh, you know, would like to help them to be able to drive. But if you can't pass your driver's test, or if you don't have a driver's license, you really think they should be driving? Well, then why shouldn't people be voting when you have to do a whole lot less than what a driver's test involves in order to get registered and uh, and cleared to vote. I just checked my voter registration uh, myself just yesterday. There's a, there's a website, by the way, checkyourvoterregistration.com. Choose your state, enter your name and birth date, make sure that you're, and then it appears, your status, your voter status according to the voter files for your state will show up and you'll, it'll see, you'll see whether you're designated as an active voter and whether all your information is correct, et cetera. I really, everybody should be doing that now. And you don't want to find any surprises when you go to the polling place. Checkyourvoterregistration.com. What am I getting at? Let me read from what Dick Morris says here. 
He essentially says here that one of the keys to winning in the elections, and he's looking ahead to 2024, and he says, but it depends on 2022. And that is electing the people who are going to be most responsible for the integrity of the elections. And who are those people? Well, here I just want to focus on, we're going to focus on two groups here. But let me start with focusing on one. The Secretary of State of your state. Do you know, first of all, whether in your state there is going to be a um, race for, um, for Secretary of State? Secondly, who's running? Who's favored? Who's running? Because you know what? We have to elect Republican and solid America first Republicans who are concerned about voter integrity and are willing to do things to protect it as secretaries of state. Now, why is this the case? Well, first of all, I'm going to go to the board in a moment. I'm going to show you the states that are um, having elections for secretary of state this year, 2022. And the reason that it, it influences 2024, again, are they're the ones who are going to be responsible. The ones you elect this year are going to be responsible for how the votes are accepted and counted, verified in 2024. You see, those who are up for re-election this year, or the seat is open because they're retiring, are the ones that were elected in 2018 and who took care of things or were responsible for voter integrity in the 2020 election. So there are 13 Democratic secretaries up for election and um, 14 Republican ones in the secretaries of state. So we're talking about 27 states, so just a little bit more than half the states. I'm going to show you in a few minutes what those states are, and I'm going to show you which ones are the more competitive races. But we're going for all of them. We're going for all of them because... Here's what the secretaries of state are responsible for. Secretaries of state set the rules. No, See, no matter what the state legislatures and the legislatures of the states are the ones entrusted by the Constitution to, to, to manage elections in their states, right? They set the, the laws. But no matter what detailed procedures the state legislature might put in place, it's the secretary of state who has the responsibility for making sure that things go according to those rules and who unfortunately has the power to either enforce those rules or flaunt them. So the Secretary of State sets rules, governs how paper ballots are treated, employs, selects, trains, and instructs the election workers, and establishes the ground rules for how to treat observers from both parties, observers at the polling places and in the counting of the ballots. How paper ballots are treated? Well, first of all, do they get mailed out in the first place? How are they treated, for example, if there's a defect in the paper ballot? Are you going to resolve that defect? You're going to just cast away the ballot? Are you going to be fair to treat ballots from different parties uh, in the same way? Are you going to follow the state law? The Secretary of State wields a lot of power here. Okay, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I'm going to review with you the states that have Secretary of State elections in 2022 because who you put in those positions 
is going to affect 2024. And then we're going to look at another statewide office that is likewise to have important impact on the 2024 election. We'll be right back. Powerful new voices are arising in the debate over abortion. The voices of those who have actually experienced it. From coast to coast, women and men who have lost children to abortion are speaking out about its pain and devastation and about the healing and forgiveness they have found through the pro-life movement. Their witness is changing hearts and minds. Former U.S. Senator Zell Miller writes, The most poignant sight for me at this year's annual pro-life march and demonstration in Washington, D.C. was the large number of women holding signs saying they regretted their abortions. Celebrity Kourtney Kardashian says, I looked online and I was sitting on the bed hysterically crying, reading these stories of people who felt so guilty from having an abortion. I was reading these things of how many people are traumatized by it afterwards. Okay, friends, Father Frank Pavone here of Preach for Life. We're talking about the election of secretaries of state. You know, the midterm elections, we elect senators in some states. We elect U.S. House members. We elect state legislators. We elect some governors. That's extremely important. Here in this show, we're talking about two other offices. One I'll get to in a few minutes. But the secretaries of state, why? Because of the power they wield in how the votes are counted, the ones that are being elected now are going to be dealing with uh, those ballots in the 2024 presidential election. So what states, not every state has an election this year, 27 of them do. What are those states? Because I want you to know if yours is one of them. And also then once we list the states, we're going to talk about the ones that are really, really close races. Because some of these are safe for the Republicans. Some are safe for the Democrats. But you know what? We're going after all of them, right? And this has to be our attitude in all the races. We want them all for America first Republicans. So let's look at what we're dealing with. Alabama. Okay, Arizona. Arkansas. By the way, it's it's tricky, isn't it, when you're doing the two-digit um, abbreviations for the states. All right, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas. Uh, to know what they are. Sometimes it's easy to confuse them, and uh, some people might use Arkansas for um, uh, 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 Arizona, or Alaska is uh, AK. So it's a little bit uh, tricky sometimes. California, Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, that's IA, Kansas, Massachusetts. These are Secretary of State races now. Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Ohio. Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Vermont. Washington is a special election. Wisconsin. And Wyoming. 
These are the states where in the 2022 midterm on November the 8th, you will be electing your Secretary of State who has an awful lot of, of influence on how those votes are going to be counted in the 2024 election. Now, some of these are safe Republican, some of these are safe Democrat, but I want to circle the ones where the margins are the smallest or expected to be the smallest, and uh, therefore, uh, just so that you're aware of that, again, we want to go for them all, but let me just circle some of these where it's close, it's not clear uh, which way the Secretary of State election specifically would be going, okay? So those of you in Arizona, in Colorado, in Georgia, in Iowa, in Michigan and Minnesota, in Nevada and New Mexico, and in Wisconsin are facing particularly uh, close elections for your Secretary of State. Again, I'm, I'm uh, taking my cue from Dick Morris's uh, newest book called The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. And in analyzing the, uh, you know, how we, you know, we, we, we don't win the 2024 election just in 2024. We've got to get the right secretaries of state in place right now. Now, there is yet another office that is extremely important for the outcome of elections and for the enforcement of a lot of other laws. And what do you think that particular office is? Well, again, in a number of states, you will be electing or re-electing your attorney general. Now, the attorney general is the chief law enforcement officer of the state. And let's look at those states where there's going to be attorney general races and the ones that are going to be the closest uh, margins. Okay, so attorney general. And because the attorney general is supposed to be defending the laws of his or her state, you have a situation here where, well, that applies to election laws too. So what if something uh, happens uh, with this current midterm election and some dispute arises or going into the 2024 race, there's uh, disputes about how those elections are going to be carried out, how those ballots are going to be distributed, how they're going to be counted, how irregularities are going to be dealt with. If you're talking about a matter of state law and the Constitution gives it to the states to determine how these elections go, the attorney general obviously has an important role. So here's the states. And some of them you'll notice are the same states where you're also electing your secretary of state. Please get to know, by the way, you can look up, you know, Ballotpedia or Wikipedia online. You can just look up, search for secretary of state elections for 2022, attorney general elections for 2022. Wikipedia, for example, has the page that has all this uh, information. We're not looking for spin. We're not looking for editorial. It's just the basic facts you can find on these uh, web pages and more information. Uh, and it's not only to pay attention to what's going on in your state, but people you know in other states, make them aware of this. Um, you can be the, uh, uh, the, the, the teachers for a lot of people. So again, we're talking here about Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, 
California, Colorado, we're already seeing a lot of the same states we saw in the previous list. Connecticut, Delaware. Florida, Georgia. We got a great attorney general here in Florida. Idaho. Illinois, Iowa. Kansas. Maryland. Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, New York. New York needs a lot of help in many ways. I'm from there originally. Boy, oh boy, do they need help. North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma. Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Vermont, and Wisconsin. Okay. Now, in which of these uh, attorney general races do we have against uh, right now? You know, when you look at the polling, some of them would be considered safe Democrat, safe Republican, or likely one or the other. I'm going to circle just the ones that are basically in the uh, toss-up or battleground category. So again, you can give appropriate attention. We've got to, we're going for all of them, but it's important to make these distinctions as well. Arizona is a battleground. So is Georgia. No surprise with a lot of these. Iowa. You notice some of these are the same as what we just said about the Secretary of State. Michigan. Nevada, and our friends up in Wisconsin. The Attorney General, principal person responsible for enforcing the laws of your states. Now, in many states, the legislatures have taken action to preserve election integrity, but if those laws are not enforced, defended, implemented, then what, what, what good is being accomplished? Make sure you've got the right attorney general in place. Pay attention to these elections. Find out who's running and, and question them about what they intend to do in their duties regarding the elections in your states. Let me go back to my chair. We'll finish up here with prayer. So we appreciate, friends, uh, what you do for the elections. And uh, you know that our main election website is prolifevote.com. I want to urge you to go there. See what we've got. Get involved in our voter training seminars. Spread the word. We're going to put a lot of more educational and mobilization information on there as we get closer and closer to election day. Speaking of things going on in the elections, another reminder to you about Kansas. August 2nd. August 2nd is a is an important primary date coming up very very quickly now and uh, including in the state of Kansas very very important because they are voting on a on a uh, amendment to their state constitution uh, regarding abortion saying that their state constitution does not provide for a right to abortion or a duty to pay for it 
That's so important because the Kansas Supreme Court, the Kansas Supreme Court, said a few years ago that the Constitution does confer a right to abortion. What that would do is, is, is invalidate all the pro-life laws, and there are many of them in that state. I would allow abortion, make Kansas into another New York or California. It's terrible. People would come there for abortions from other states. There would be abortions right up to birth. Parents wouldn't be allowed to be involved by law, that is, in the abortion decision of their minor age daughter. I mean, it's outrageous uh, uh, or outrageous uh, that these uh, uh, provisions that have been already voted on by the people of Kansas and their elected representatives would go out the window out the window because of some invented right by the Kansas Supreme Court. It's not supposed to work that way, and uh, people have an opportunity to correct that. So spread the word there in Kansas and anyone you know there. That's the Value Them Both Amendment. ValueThemBoth.com is the website that'll give you information about that. We've been talking about it over a number of programs, and I again commend that to your attention. Let's pray. Father, we pray for these states that we have identified tonight that uh, have um, races, Lord, for, for, for Secretary of State and for Attorney General. So important. We ask you, Lord, that uh, the voters will be attentive. We ask you, Lord, that the candidates will be wise. We ask you, Lord, that only those committed to America, committed to the integrity of elections, committed to Simple, common-sense things, signature verification, voter ID, cleaning up the voter rolls, that, that, that these simple things, Lord God, would be in their priorities, on their action lists, and covered by their responsibilities that they would do these things and do them right. Lord, we ask your, your blessing, light, spiritual guidance for all the people involved. Bless the voters. In all these states that have these races and bless the voters across our nation in these important midterm elections, which have consequences, not just now, but later as well. Lord, we sum up all our prayers and praises in the words you gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Spread the word about this program. Connect with me on social media, FR Frank Pavone. Connect with Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. And thank you for joining us here tonight. I am praying for you. Together, let's pray for America every day. We will join you again soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.